0: Let's just say this. If you want to suffer the most, and the best yeah. thing you can do is go to a hospital. If you have cancer, they, they'll they kill you at a hospital. If you're going to die, the best place go to die is yeah, just die at a house. But the point is you don't have to die, and you don't have to have cancer either. You know, they've got one playbook. They've got one single playbook, yeah. and they they don't take pay from anywhere else. So so if you've got any kind of illness, it all starts with eating, man. I mean, everything comes from food. You won't you're, you won't get sick if you eat right. Period. You're preaching. You're you're preaching to the choir. I grew
1: up that way. My mother believes that she, you know, it's 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 on and all. She's I think.
0: Uncle. I mean, it's not even debatable. I mean, none of these diseases have existed before. No, it's not. It's before, not. What you intake it- is what you, you know,
1: but by the same token, you can eat fantastic and work at a chemical plant and die. You know, you can eat fantastic <laughs> and and you know, I mean, I
0: don't know. Yeah, you no, know, you're right. You're right. But yeah, don't work at chemical plant either. That, that's that's. Oh, or you, like okay, don't like work neighbor. At, Don't 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 work at full, uh, uh, plant hatch. It's not it's not good. Right, but but
1: you can live near it, and you might get drafting. You can live like me in Brunswick, Georgia, where there 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 used to be just a whole group of people. I see some of them every now and then. But they have these huge. Their whole body is covered in these huge bumps and warts, and and you wonder, because this, the, the whole city around here is, was contaminated. They did away with PCP chemicals. It's a super fun site. They made uh, Hercules, which is now Pinova. They made it clean up its act. Um, they, you know... Uh the Brunswick pulp and paper. I mean there's just well, George
0: is, George is littered with, with waste, whether it's nuclear okay, waste so, or chemical waste. So
1: when I moved into this house, the garden behind it and the garden shed and the greenhouse had all these chemicals from the forties, fifties, whatever, just stacks of the shit. I put it in bags and took it to the you know, the chemical dump place. But this is all over the property, so I'm going to go eat a a grass-fed cow from Darien and, you know, beet, whatever, and I might still,
0: you know, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you can't, I mean, if you're in in, in in a toxic environmental condition, then, yeah, let's just say that you are in a toxic environmental condition. I can tell you this, if you contract cancer due to that, if you go to the hospital, all they're going to do is kill you. Oh, yeah. They're they're going to make it worse, and you're going to have to pay for it.
1: I know that. I know that. My friend's father died of cancer. He was being treated at the hospital here in the early stages of it. His son, because they had... Wealthy connections and whatever, his son got him in a hospital in Texas. That's one of the premier cancer specialist places.
0: That's in Houston.
1: Yes, and he 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 got him there, and he went there, and they, you know, they did what they could, and this is in the fairly early stages of it, and then. They had to come back here because he had to get his medical records from here and all his stuff from here. And so they're in the hospital here. And this Asian doctor is working with them to get the paperwork and to, you know, do the checkups and all that before they put him on a plane and send him back to Texas. And the son got the doctor to the side and said, What? You know, am I doing the right thing or what? And and
2: the doctor looked at him. and he said, look, here at this hospital, we're just a care. We just care for them and make it as easy for them to die. It's not a treatment center. It's not a get you well center. We're here to make it an easier death as possible.
0: They're there, all those procedures and all that stuff just made to build the insurance companies out of, yep. you know, however right. long they can string you along before they give you the chemotherapy and they put you down like, yep. a, like a dog, but not even, yep. they don't even give you the benefit of a bullet to the head, a quick death. They make it an elongated death. Man, I just lost yep. my stepdad. Exactly. And even though they told him, he's in his 80s, right? Yeah. Even though they told him, they said, look chemotherapy at your stage won't help you but let's do it anyway you know here's a death sentence but on top of that let's go ahead and bill you for about another hundred grand before you know you suffer and die yeah
1: i i completely understand and i and i and i agree with you i mean i i don't um it's, it's it's tragic it's tragic and it's sad where we have come as human beings, less. I'm, I'm very disturbed by it. And we were talking about me living in Brunswick and all the chemical plants. And all that. But I go to Alma. It's a very rural agrarian area. And my mother has an organic, certified, federally certified organic hundred-acre farm. And people over there, the highest incidence of cancer. Most of people my age look like they're about 15 years older than me. The problem now is, is that um, back in the 70s, um, there were so many billboards all over the place about all these chemicals. And Monsanto and all – actually, there's a Monsanto plant there. They make something for carpet.
0: I don't know. We always knew it was Yeah, Monsanto, Monsanto tentacles
1: are deep in Georgia. Yeah. And anyway, they have a huge plant which was I don't know, four or five miles from where my granddad's farm was and whatever. Um, they don't spew any trash out that I know of. It's I don't I don't know what they do. But I, I have ridden my horse back there many times and I don't see a lot of uh they're not putting out anything. So I, I won't blame them on that front from the plant. But what happened was in the seventies was all the <clears throat> um Alma was uh, a model city, you know, and the federal government got involved, and then the chemical companies got involved, and you know, it just, we used to have billboards all up and down the roads around there. There's no billboards there now. They're all all over the place, and they're all touting all these different chemicals from whomever. This fertilizer, this spray, this whatever, and that's what made everybody there sick, is because they just from the 70s to the 90s, they just, even now, even now. I went over one, one time and and sat on a four-wheeler and rode down the blueberry fields and sprayed with my friend on his field, and the next day I felt sick, and I asked him, wait the what we spraying? And he told me some stupid chemical, and I'm like, don't ask me to do that shit no more. And all I know is I didn't feel great afterwards and then you think about it and um, I know from talking to him his son has to go every year to some class about these chemicals and about this shit and be certified for them to be able to do it their blueberry fields well you go to Alma and they built this ginormous whatever company it is uh, freezer factory you know they ride around you know Lists and they do Blueberries and blueberry season For everywhere around Bacon County And all over and then after That they do strawberries from Florida And um, Then you think about it and you're like When I talk to him they they Put shit on it to make them Bloom early they put shit on it To make them do this and they make them do And it's like oh my god And people go to the store and eat Buy that shit and go wow
2: Blueberries
0: well, what they do is because they, they want to pick them before they're right so they can have a longer shelf life. So they, they gas them mm-hmm. first. So they'll, I, I don't know if it's first, but they initially, yeah. they eventually gas them to, so that they go from, you know, when they're red, when they're, when they're not right to blue, you know, so they can sell them because people will think that they're right. Then when you get them, they don't have any taste. You know, have you noticed that? They just don't have a taste because uh-huh. none of none of the sugars have had an opportunity to, you know, ripen because it's you know it's the sun that's, that's doing it. I mean, it, it. I noticed such. Well, I was growing blueberries up up to Atlanta. You know, uh-huh. around my around my deck. You know. Uh huh and I had limited success doing that because blueberries are one of those things that just needs a lot of sun, just like a tomato does, you know? Yeah. And I was, I was shady back there. So I would get some blueberries occasionally and they were really good, but the, the, the quantity was low, you know? So I wouldn't get, you know, I would never get, you know, a pound bag of them and they were young bushes and I didn't have that many, you know, Three, four, five years later, they're probably putting out pretty good now. Especially if you're amending the soil a little bit. But that's great soil up there for blueberries. But I've got blueberries here in the front yard. And I don't know where they're from. But they're not like the rabbit eye blueberries that we have, you know, in in Georgia. But anyway, you let those sit out there and ripen, man. And they're, they're, they're big around as your thumbnail. And they are just as delicious. As you've ever tasted, you know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And, and it's nothing like the the those packets that you buy in the grocery store. These blueberries were, where, you know, you kind of got a vague taste of a blueberry, but but you don't, I'm, you know, you're like this. This isn't really a blueberry. I wouldn't
2: I'll, make a pie out of this. I'll tell you something that you probably may or may not have experienced, but. Um,
1: Georgia had wild blueberries, blackberries wild blueberries, I remember as a kid
2: I remember, you know, they're a smaller berry it's a a darker black color, but um, when I got discharged from the military my wife and I came to Alma and stayed with my parents for
1: a bit. And, you know, it was getting a little cramped. You know, married couple, and my mom, dad, my little sister, and whatever. And, you know, just a little cramped. So, my dad had this aluminum camper, and I put it on the back of my old dots, and, and me and the wife took off, and we went down the little River there off US 1 and took a weekend and just, you know, camped out. I think we stayed about four days or five days, something like that. And I walked down the river and picked wild blueberries and made blueberry pancakes for us. And um most of the masses don't even realize it. There were wild blueberries in Georgia and before they ever started that whole rabbit eye blueberry, blueberry whatever. There were
0: wild blueberries, you know. Well you can go down to the till and still find a lot of wild blueberries. Yes. Yeah. They're not going to be like your name varieties. are no, smallish. they're tiny and they're black. Yeah, yeah. And, and and another thing... But they're sweet as hell when they're ripe. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing you'll see a lot of times, too, is wild grapes. People don't think oh, that's true. Oh, good Lord. But you'll see oh, wild man. grapes. And they're smallish, but, but oh, they're good you things. can find them.
1: Oh, God. I used to... Mama's farm where we, the area I rode around I think I told you my uncle uh passed away and we had me and my buddy went over to his to the viewing, basically went over to say hello to all the family hug and kiss and whatever. And we got there way early and so we did this ride
2: and shit. About ninety five percent of the dirt roads that were there when I was thirteen, still
1: same roads. I could go I told my buddy, I said, I ain't been here since I was in junior high school, and I could still, I knew where I was going. They're all still, and I used to walk those roads or ride my horse, and we'd pick wild, wild and, grapes.
0: And you know where they always, they always growing alongside the road, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because what's alongside all those back roads? Fences. Oh, yeah. yeah. So every fence row before they came out with, you know, uh, roundup, yeah, was just blooming with either blackberries or grapes, blackberries, grapes. or whatever because the birds Something would go on the, the fence, there. Yep. Yep. sit there and shit, yep, and, and Drop the could, berry seeds, yeah, and you could pick and... blackberries, blackberries bigger, you know, as big and long as your thumb.
1: Oh, hell. You know, yeah.
0: Now everybody goes mm. along, well, not 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 every single fence row, but people would go around, yeah. that hire people to come down there and, and spray because they want their damn fences to look like, you know, like it's some kind of a golf course or something. I, mean, like, I, like, the, I like the old school way. Plus, I, I mean, I just like that. I remember
1: because, it, it, because the berries and all those things are seasonal, so um, – I remember, and we rode by some of these very same roads that when I was six years old, because when, when I was six or seven years old, we left Georgia and didn't come back till I was 13. And I remember when I was in grade school, I was in Waycross, uh, I went to Wacomland, and um, I remember going to my grandparents' house, the same house I rode by the other day, And it used to be a dirt road It's now paved. um, All the roads off of it are dirt, same ones I remember. And we used to go for Thanksgiving, and we would go eat Thanksgiving dinner there with my grandparents and uh, all my uncles and aunts and all that crap. And uh, my great-granddaddy, he raised um, English setters. And he had a – it was funny because he lived in Jacksonville, Florida, he moved there later on. I mean, he'd been raising them before. But he, he had these um, beautiful English setters, white with black spots. And he had given my granddaddy, his son, he'd given him one, and we named him Dan. And Dan was a sport model. That was He was a bird ball from hell. But we'd all eat Thanksgiving dinner, and then we would leave. Um, the, all the men would get up, and they would leave the... The dinner table and the women would clean up and all that, and we'd go sit on the porch for a bit, and the guys would get their shotgun, and we'd all walk down the dirt road with Dan, and he'd rustle up some quail and everybody would do a little quail hunting. And I remember that from my childhood, and it was so beautiful. And what you were saying about the fence rows that's where we were at. And Dan would run up there, and he'd point his old tail, get up straight, and he'd get one leg up, and he'd stop. And then all of a sudden, Granddad would click his fingers or do a whistle or whatever, and he'd flush them out, and them would Come on, boom! And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a great experience as a
2: as a kid, and it was a great experience to remember. That's a bygone era, I suppose. But I know, um, God, back in the eighties or something. That completely
0: bygone. You know?
1: Oh yeah. 'Cause in the in the eighties or something I I was uh, asking some of the DNR guys or whatever because I, you know, I didn't hear the Bob White quail and you know, there wasn't a lot of quail hunting and I was wondering why Because I remember that from my childhood and um he said he said, Well uh pesticides and hunting and such, uh the Bob White got kinda Tend out, and we're trying to bring them back, but he said um, uh, uh, people brought in a Mexican quail. and I was like, what the hell is a Mexican quail? And I don't know what the technical name for it is, but it's a, it's a quail from Texas and whatever, and it's a longer-legged bird, and the problem with hunting it versus the Bob White is that those quail... Will run instead of flushing. Like if a dog goes up on them and tries to flush them, they don't flush. They, they'll run down the fence road instead of mm-hmm. flying, so you don't get a shot at them. Bob White, they'll hunker down when they hear somebody coming, and the dog runs up at them and they'll take off and fly, make that mm-hmm. noise. You know what I'm talking about? Mm it's just, It's all, I mean, on a beautiful fall day with a good. Clad wool shirt on and a hunting vest, he's shotgun walking down the road on a dirt road. Oh my God, that's that's, mm, that's some good stuff. But I don't know, it's bygone era of South Georgia. Mm-hmm.